Hey there, Chris Howard here, and we are live at AfterBuzz TV. We're about to, I was going to say we're about to go live, but that would have been redundant. Uh, but we're going to be starting up here with The Prophet, the after show for episodes 12 and 13. Uh, we're going to have a whole lot of fun coming up. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Sounds really punchy. I just came back. I, I just came from jujitsu, so I must be. You got that. You got the adrenaline. Very physical. Aggressive. I'm sorry. In a good way. In a good way. Oh, you liked it. In a good way. That's good aggressiveness. All right. So welcome, guys, and welcome to the uh, AfterBuzz breakdown for the Prophet. I am Chris Howard. You can reach out to me, and please do. I like to hear from you. It's nice. It gives it. It makes my ego feel good. My uh, pumps up my uh, what. Oh. Pumps up my... Uh, Your ego. Happiness. <laughs> my happiness. Your happiness. Pumps up my Your happiness. endorphins. And my endorphins there when you, you reach out. You can find me at, uh, at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find me at legendarylivingdaily.com where I give daily tips, motivation, that type of stuff, business, all sorts of stuff, as well as legendarylivingtv.com for uh, YouTube. And I am joined by two... Beautiful, stunning, brilliant oh, wow. co-hosts. That's good for our egos too. I'm that, with that. Uh, like that. <laughs> that are going to be sharing this uh, time with us. And uh, first, over to my left is the one, the only Miss Naina Drake. Hey, everybody! Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Periscope at Naina Drake, N-I-E-N-A-D-R-A-K-E, and on Facebook, uh, DJ Naina Drake, and that's the same on YouTube. And my website's NainaDrake.com. Oh. A lot of places to find us. It's exciting. I love this age of social media. <laughs> I am your co-host, Katerina Kazayas. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Katerina Kazayas. So nice and simple. Uh, you can also find me via my website. I've got a website, globalgab.com. That's global-gab, where I fill you in on what's trending internationally in the news. So stick with me if you want to know what's happening outside of the US of A. I'd love to share that with you. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And and we do broadcast worldwide, so Right. What's happening? What's Ooh, happening yeah. with the prophet? Yes. yes, yes, we're talking about the prophet here today and we're talking about episodes 12 and mm -hmm. 13 and 13 was kind of it's it's the trickster, right? There's two episodes in one. So this is actually a, a, a three. Yeah. Yes. Three three peat. Three peat. Right. Um, okay. So <laughs> three peats. Um, so speaking of three peats, we're going to start with episode twelve, and that has nothing to do with three peats. But I had to roll and sound cool. Right? I was waiting for for the yeah. Like how the, the heck is he going to tie that in? But you see, it is tied in. Everything's tied Everything's in tied at, in. at some level, consciously and universally speaking. So episode twelve it was Kensington Garden Rooms. What you would you both think of this episode overall? What's your overall take? Okay. To say that with no air, what's your overall take? I have, a, I have a big thing. This is <laughs> yes. random, but I love gazebos. I love them. And so when I saw that this episode was all about gazebos, I was so pumped. And they are beautiful gazebos. They're awesome. They, they? were beautiful. Yeah. yeah, they were very, very, very beautiful gazebos. I'm that from a country. Uh, 
family of construction and carpenter and builders mm. and designers and so seeing the crafts craftsmanship that they you know put in crafts craftsmanship craft oh craftsmanship <laughs> that they put into you know the gazebos right. was really really awesome they, they were, were really beautiful good, yeah, they, really they were nice. handcrafted and you could see mm-hmm. you could feel the love in those but i mean right. the price point they were demanding pretty high you could buy like a whole car or like a second house <laughs> A second house, a, down, a house, a first a home house, down a small island, a couple of children. <laughs> you can buy, yeah, yeah. No, but the, but you're absolutely right. I totally agree with you that these. I mean, when you saw the gazebos, mm-hmm. you know, you love gazebos, right? I, I, I never even thought Were of you loving a gazebo. No, no, no. I never thought of loving a gazebo, but when I saw them. I wanted a gazebo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, That's how beautiful they are. Yeah, yeah, they were great. And that was, I mean, when you they were walking, so Marcus met the business owners at the fair. What? What's? It was what state fair? The. Uh, uh, hmm. It was like a random town, but okay, it was we'll say a, a random town <laughs> state fair. So just just in case you guys missed this episode, yeah. these gazebos are going for anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five thousand yeah, dollars. That's what. So yeah. we're not talking, Small you know, car. nine nine hundred right. bucks at you know your Home Depot. Right. We're talking twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Was that, is that the price of the new Tesla? The, right. <laughs> <laughs> the newest Tesla, right? So not yeah. even the really cool one. Right. But the gazebos, you, you, like, I could live in one of those things. Yeah. I loved them. They were mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful. They were beautiful. It looked they were. like, uh, but when you did see them, it looked like something that should be in the house of. Uh, you know Simon Cowell mm-hmm. or in the house of uh, who Richard or on Branson an or on an island well, yeah. you know. and this is how the episode yeah. starts is they're marketing right. these $35,000 gazebos to people that are at a fair buying $2 hot dogs Right. There was a bit of a disconnect in terms right. of trying to find the right buyer for this product. Exactly. Like, who's going to buy a hot dog for $2? What did you think? Like, uh, did they sell a lot of hot dogs? Or? I, no, I, I think they, I that think was a joke. I, I was going to say, gonna, I think, they, I think you're going to take a lot of hot dogs and eat them in those gazebos. Okay. <laughs> Although, you might want to take some caviar with you as well. Yeah, caviar and hot dogs in a gazebo. <laughs> but, um, and I'm sorry, I'm a little roughed up. I just I came in looking all scruffy and stuff. I just came from uh, jujitsu, so I'm like feeling a little uh, feisty. But you, you get to the state fair there's people all over the place but yeah. for me and let me ask you what y'all thought um for me it's kind of like doing the gazebo at the state fair mm-hmm. th- at first i thought that's kind of like putting flyers on the windows of cars and mm-hmm. saying hey let's buy it although i understand that there's a lot of traffic that goes through the state fair right and with these with the size of these gazebos and the and the price point of the gazebos I can imagine that the state fair might not be that bad of a place to be. It wasn't, and they actually did get, um, they got a decent amount of sales from that. You would think certain, and I I did say random earlier, but to the defense of what they were, their strategy or whatever strategy that they had, um, evidently the demographic that was attending this fair in particular had the money to spend on a gazebo in that price range. Now, you just needed to double that and, and have a wider reach and just be more strategic strategic as opposed to being in one place. If you want a mass market, you can't just be in one single place to yeah, get to the mass market. Yeah, because they did say that right. 99% of their sales to that point Came had from come the from that fair. fair. From the fair. Yeah. And so somebody's that's, that's limiting. Yeah. I wrote down, I got this offline, yep. uh, I wrote down a Hillman, California. Is that, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard of a Hillman, California. Is I'm that not sure s- what they're, s- yeah. yeah, what they're, what. It was what, Northern California, I think. Yeah, um, well, somebody's rich over there in Hillman. <laughs> 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 somebody got some money, okay, 30000 to buy a good but, you know, 
like though. they were making good good net pro- net margin. The net margin yeah. on these was twenty five percent. Yeah, right. so that's pretty good. At the end of the day, yeah. so it was like a, what was it? Uh, I think it was forty percent gross margin right. and twenty five percent net. Yeah. So the gross so margin gross margin once again is for you know if you're not familiar with gross margin, that's what's it cost. Uh, with all the uh, all the essentials to produce this this gazebo, what's the cost to produce that? And then the rest would be the operating expenses uh, that would be then deducted, and then we wind up with net margin. And right. at the end of the day, twenty five percent. That's the money you're going to take right? home and go buy your hot dogs. And go buy your hot dogs with yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, but so the, they were doing pretty good. They sold seven. The first year, the, the, they've been in business, I believe, three years. They had yeah. sold seven the year before, sold uh, twen- 12, I think 12 the second year. The second year. Uh, but they, they're not getting the growth they want. They're at about a million, mm-hmm. were they 1.33, and then they were at 1.1 1. 1 or so, somewhere in there, yeah. right around, yeah. right about, around about the million, a million dollar mark. mark yeah. yeah. Uh, so Marcus comes in, he loves the product, right. as, as we did, right? We all love yeah. the gazebos. Um, he he saw what you had uh, mentioned, Diana. When uh, it's like we need to get, it, it won't work at this price point for mass market. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as always, Marcus goes in and he looks at uh, he look he wants to see the people, the product, as well as the process. People, process, product. He looks at the process. What did you think? Mm. Uh, what did he find out? What did he discover from your perspective, process-wise, that wasn't working? So product-wise, we say, okay, the the price point is too high for mass market. Yes. We know that. How about process-wise? What did you all see? Well, the interworkings of the relationships were a bit in shambles. People issues, <laughs> processing the people issues. Yeah, yeah. That and then their warehouse was like a garage as he put it. It right. wasn't yeah, a the full one factory. it was like the glaring issue was the efficiency or lack thereof. Right. And this yeah. is no I, inventory. There was no proper equipment. There was not even a bathroom in this place. People were having to right. drive to a separate unit, right. taking time out of their hours and their day, no communication. I mean there was a it number was a of garage. issues with the process. It was a garage. It was a garage. In the middle, in the middle of what Operating was Operating a million dollar business was out it of... Was almond orchards orchard or something? Yeah. An almond yeah. orchard or something? So and I'm not mad at that. No. You know, no. I'm going to tell you this. In a business world, until you have the investments, the full money, or the stability in order to expand in a way that you're comfortable, because if they didn't have markets in, you know, in You their, do what you can, right, right? If they don't have the markets hey, yeah. you make it work with what you got. That's yeah, called but bootstrapping, you gotta, you gotta be a right? But they, they're growing. They wanted they wanted to grow, and they were actually growing to a point where it was important to put a more professional system in place. Right. And that right. is what Marcus knew. But it was like if they had done that any sooner, who knows if they would have wasted money, uh, put the structure together in the wrong way. So I respect that they, that they took that garage as far as they could go with that garage. Right, and speaking of respect to the garage, you know, the, the, the the one thing that I thought they had going for them that a lot of these businesses that Marcus looks at don't have going for them was that they were managing the margins. They were right. giving thought to that. Yes. Uh, so the guy, you know, he hadn't drawn a salary. One of the two partners hadn't, yeah. both from London, yeah. Uh, hadn't drawn a salary uh, ever, and then he uh, gives himself a four thousand dollar a month salary. He almost sounded apologetic when he said that to but Marcus, he was even which taking is that. yeah, yeah. But and it's I think, good. I think that's, that's what Marcus yeah. saw was the people in this case were good, and the product was good. Right. So it was just the process that needed a little revamping. Well, people were good, except for the fact that there was all this dysfunction between the relationships. Mm, yeah. Everybody thought they worked the most, right? Mm. Everybody said, "Oh, he does. Mm. He works more than I'm working more than everybody. I'm working more than everybody." I 
I don't get any credit. Everybody thought that they worked the most. And so um, there were people issues that he had to work his way through, which he does often, you know, the therapy inside yeah. the inside the thing. So the, the, the facilities where they were creating these gazebos, um, you said that the garage was a mess, the ba- no bathroom mm-hmm. inside there. Um, at the end of the day, he ended up walking away. Marcus said, I want you to get some things in order. Right. He gave them three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Three to weeks. go back with some sort of strategy. So he gave him a task. Right. He said, yes. get this done. Or and I, then we'll see. Or, and then yeah. we'll see if I invest, which is actually a very smart way for him to do it. Uh, because in, in in therapy and coaching, which I've done for 20 years, uh, we'll sometimes give tasks to people. Mm. You'll give a behavioral do you do task. That? Do you do that to check to see how their motivated they are, yeah. invested? Yeah. yeah, their investment for the change. Like uh, mm. Dr. Milton Erickson was a famous hypnotherapist, and he, he'd have... Somebody wanted to come see him for weight loss. He'd he'd make them climb Squaw Peak, huh. climb this mountain before. Right? You know, are so you, they, are, yeah. How yeah. committed are you before I invest my time? But yeah. you have to do that when, like, when I as a DJ, when I wanted to learn how to DJ, I had people take me through the ringer if I was asking them for help. If I wanted them to help me, right. then they wanted to. They wanted me to prove that I was in it, you know, for the long haul and that I was serious about it. And Did I you? think that's, you know, that's a worthy task to put people up to right. it's your time mm. and your money and your energy and your thoughts and creativeness so why not put people through a so test be methodical about how you do uh, we could take that even to hiring couldn't we like yeah. you know we'll do this hiring investing mm-hmm. if you do this if you do this and see how people actually show up mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. uh my ex-business partner used to do that he said he when people would come in and it's interesting because from a sales perspective if you're when we're selling they say if you're talking you're telling you're not selling if you're Mm -hmm. selling you're going to be asking more questions uh, so you can find out exactly what the customer needs and then you serve it the uh, my ex-business partner his belief is that if he was doing an interview for somebody that he would ask the questions and he didn't want to give it. He didn't want to do much talking because he didn't want them just to feed back what he knew they uh, what they knew he wanted to hear. Yeah, and they would just like agree with everything. Like, yeah, I agree with that too. Like, you go on a date and the <laughs> strategy that guys I really put love on, Superman. No, That's no guys. Literally, I've been told this now by my my female friends, my guy friends. They'll be like, oh, so you know what? I just agree with everything she likes. If she likes chocolate ice cream, I like chocolate ice <laughs> That's cream. That's my favorite. And in business, some people do the same. Mm-hmm. Thing. Right. They just want to seem, you know, agreeable and likable, and they just agree with everything you say when they really don't even know what you just said. So now, 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 the question is, though, what would you want? Would you want the person that just agreed because you know that they're going to follow through? Because I remember when I, I went to go hire for, I did a, I wanted to work for Dale Carnegie training at one point, mm. and I went into the guy that was going to hire me, and I said, what, what do you want, and what are you looking for in an sure. employee? Yeah. And I wrote down the list of all the things, yeah. and then I knew I had the roadmap to make him happy. Mm-hmm. So I knew that uh, he was looking for if these heard, types right. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for me, it seems like a valid strategy. But mm-hmm. then there's also the other side of things mm-hmm. where the, there might be somebody who's a good salesperson, but then doesn't fulfill their end of the bargain once they get into it. It yeah. should be a healthy exchange. Yeah. I think yeah. someone, everybody's in it for their, you know, for their own reasons and 
and communicating and asking what those things are. I think you should ask and present. It shouldn't just be one way. So what did you guys yes. think of what the uh, the team, Damien and Simon, came back with after the three weeks? Yeah, now that's interesting. Because So what did we think about that? We uh, we looked at, uh, he cl- they cleaned out the garage. Do you think they delivered? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They, they had um, a plan. They had like plans plans for the new facility that they were gonna they had laid it out um i thought it was when i saw what they came up with i was about 60 percent there quite frankly i wasn't i wasn't blown away were you guys blown away with how they had stepped up i wasn't blown away either but i wasn't actually expecting to be blown away i felt like that it was just an exercise that marcus was putting them through one to show their commitment and their seriousness and two they again are people that were stretching a garage to its max and so i wasn't expecting an elaborate you know, presentation. I just was happy that they, right. that they like had they a had a bunch of cash to go do it with. Right. They had you know, they were they were smart and they they came up with whatever their limits are. And right. I think that's part of where Marcus again is very strong and he knows where his strengths are and where his weaknesses are. And I think that was another reason why he had them do it because it showed what they were good at and what they were bad at. They're not great. <laughs> designers but I mean as far as like right. on a on a planning of a business level but when it comes to their product they know how to make and sell their product but like the business that's why Marcus is there there you go All what right. do you well, think what, about what, that Katrina what, uh, I was going to say what deal did he offer them because he obviously was happy he did offer them a deal yeah he offered them it was a... split three ways though because there were three owners mm. not just two what did we think of the third owner the silent partner Cabe you know what always shocks me is that Marcus shady doesn't shady, shady boots shady boots <laughs> <laughs> You know what shocks me is Marcus doesn't find this out until the episode. Like you would think that there right. would be uh, some diligence that yes. he would do prior to getting in right. there because he'll say you own 100 percent of this business, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, Actually, no, <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's part of the drama that makes it makes for a good show. Uh, but yeah, so they've got this new business. They've got this third business partner that Who's, they present, right? And what did y'all? Yeah, what did y'all think about him? That was what's his name, Wes, aka Shady Boots, aka Shady Boots. Uh, what'd you think? I mean, he originally put in. What, uh, I think he put in one hundred and fifty thousand. About one hundred fifty, right? Yeah. For thirty-three percent of the business. For thirty-three, what is it? Thirty-three and a third percent is that? Uh, oh, yeah, his, yeah. Uh, for the business. It, yeah. So we split the we, the business was split three ways between the so two we had partners. Da- yeah, Damien the uh, the operator, Simon the designer, construction, right. and craftsman, and they came together in, with good. This is how they came together in a lot of business partnerships. If you're looking to make a business and uh, create a business. Mm-hmm. Two guys with great skills. One of them made gazebos for the largest gazebo maker in town, and one of them, uh, I'm sorry, was one of them sold sales, gazebos. Right. Yes. That was it. He sold gazebos for the largest gazebo sales place, and the other one said, hey, I can make these. I can right. I can do this thing. And they had the makings of a business. That's mm-hmm. the way it often happens. And then we had the uh, third person that threw in the cash. The mm-hmm. investor. The so investor. the creator, the business mind, and, aka marketer, and the investor. Yes. Those are the three elements. That's how it came together. Three elements came together. Now, the investor comes to the table, and Marker, Marker, Marcus, Mar- <laughs> Marcus makes his Marker, Marker, Marcus, Marcus makes his offer, right? His mm-hmm. offer was, and I think you just said it. His offer was a hundred, and I found this fascinating. I want to know what you think because mm. it's it was it surprised me how he did it. I know where you're going with yes, this. Yes, I know you know where I'm going, but <laughs> uh, it's coming anyway, Continue. right? It's kind of like when you saw the trailers for Batman Superman, you knew where it was going, but <laughs> it's coming anyway. Um, uh, let's see, 
$150,000 he would put into the business, uh, for which is relatively small based on some of his past investments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in addition to that, well, well, not addition, what he wanted was 12% of the business, which mm-hmm. is less than I thought he'd ask for. And he wanted the other 12, he wanted uh, that 12% that he got to come out of the third that was owned by the non active investor. Right. Yes, because he was trying to get him out of the mix. Out of the picture. What are your thoughts? Why? Why would he do it that way? Was it a good way? What are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? The, the, one, thing what, I, uh, the one thing that spoke to me was the fact that he was trying to uh, preserve the ownership interest of the two leaders, right. Damien and Simon, and he was also being fair in that he gave Jack, the little worker, an ownership Jack interest. Who? Jack, the little worker. The little worker. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like Marie Antoinette. Let them eat cake. Jack, the little worker. No, I'm joking. I apologize. There's no guillotine here. Um, But no, but um, the thing again that I'll go back to that I like about Marcus as an entrepreneur is that he has a heart. He's a very smart businessman, but he's also there to make people's lives better. I genuinely believe that. I think that comes through with what he does with these investments. And so he realized pretty quickly that, guess what? This silent partner, Cabe Financier, is is a little bit useless. So is that what his name was, Cabe? I like that, that's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah you probably wrote I, it better. Yeah, uh, Cabe is Cap. what I had down. Cap. His name was Cap. Cap. Cap, Cap Cabe West is pretty close, yeah. right? Um, his name was Cap. <laughs> I, I found that as a fair deal. Marcus is coming in. He'll Whoa. stay as a financier at the same percentage as the other financier. Okay, so that you saw it as a fair deal. I did, I did. Stayed at the same position. What did you think, Naina? Well, I felt it was very strategic and smart of Marcus. Yeah. Why? Because he felt that Cap was not doing anything. Right. Cap was literally just, he was milking his initial investment right. for everything that he could, and he was... I like looking at Marcus like, oh, here's the the day I'm going to cash in. Right. And he really wasn't putting anything into it. There's a difference between like when you look at Well, he did put in the money, though. Yeah. Well, you he, put, he, did, he, did, he did put in the money. And that's cool. You got mm-hmm. your in- initial investment. Right. But when it comes and, and without them, they said that they gave him his credit where it was due. And they were like, without him, it wouldn't have been and possible yeah, yeah, for I them to that. even get to where they are today. So Cap. They appreciated what he had done, but I felt like Marcus saw that in the long term, again, Marcus is very big picture, long term right. perspective. He saw that Cap was literally going to continue to do nothing. He right. wasn't going to add any what more value. Think? He wasn't going to add any more well, time, energy, or anything I, to I, it. So. I agree 100% with you all, but I want to play a devil's advocate just for a second to think mm-hmm. around the, the mm-hmm. corner. But I do agree 100%. The you know as an entrepreneur starting a business, somebody throws in some money that they wouldn't be able to launch their business without. And okay. there's you know we can invest a couple of things. We can invest our money or we can invest our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these guys were going to invest their time. The investor was going to invest his money with the hope for an upside return. Mm-hmm. And you have both uh, active investors and non-active investors. So this guy was going to be a he's a non-active partner. He was doing the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know he was uh, controlling that aspect of it. Uh, is it uh, is that okay? Is that okay to put that money in? And is it okay to expect that that investment expands? Absolutely, you guys. This is classic venture, venture capitalism. Yeah, there are so many small businesses that are being angel funded. Mm-hmm. The angel investor or the you know the the active investor right. isn't necessarily in there building 
the gazebos. So you have those so that I are non-active investors. I think investors. it's fine. But if it's fine, then why would the percentage have to come out of the non-active investors? Because of the fact that... It's, I agreed with your other position, but I want to know... Right, well, plan. because of the yeah. fact that I think, again, Marcus is looking at what is the weakest link. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just from a financial perspective. He was not available for consultation. I think that's... Right, like they that, came that's back. what bothered Marcus is the fact that he was unavailable for discussions for that sort of thing. Right. What'd you, what'd but it goes think? back to no. your first point. Yeah. If 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 all he wanted to do was you just say he wanted yeah. to just invest money and right. let the money grow, yeah. right? Well, you can't have the expectation that if I'm investing money alone, that all I'm gonna do is, that you're gonna need to call me and consult with me. If I'm like a uh, non-active. Right. If I'm non-active, then all you need is my money, and I'm going to go sit on this island and sip a culotta somewhere. But they were, right. that's like, what he did. But the thing is, and yeah. he literally he did. did that. He yeah. left. But, but they wanted a team player. Because this, the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Marcus was coming in from the outside, and what he could see was the possibility of really big growth with the company, mm -hmm. and he saw that Cap was not... There going go. to invest any more time, energy, money, resources, energy at all. He was all. dead weight. He, he was a waste of space. And so yeah. Marcus was basically in a polite business contractual kind of way, writing him out, out what of did the you think? What did you think of him coming yeah. back and asking for a buyout? That was it. greedy. Well, <laughs> well, okay, well, that was interesting to me because here mm -hmm. he comes in. He's, you know, he gets uh, written, you know, written out of the picture and he's okay 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 and you, you know you got to have some leeway here because the guy's on television and there's cameras on him and marcus sure. has some prestige and it's a, but ultimately you me him we're all responsible for our own lives our mm -hmm. own decisions mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. said yes yeah. okay i'll take that because marcus offered to buy him out for hundred and fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars which essentially means that you get your money back but you don't get anything uh, or no, 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 no i apologize it was yeah. 200. Well, well, originally it was a hundred. Originally it was one hundred and fifty thousand, mm -hmm. but he was going to lose twelve percent. So, mm -hmm. uh, to just to be clear, so his twelve percent was going to go to Marcus. Normally, if we go out for more investment dollars after initial investment dollars, there's a dilution of the shares right. where everybody's value goes down. He wanted the value to go down only for the non-active partner. Mm -hmm. So the non-active partner says yes. Then comes back in. He goes home and thinks about it. Thinks so he's, he's not got screwed. Yeah. Thinks he got. And he says, you know what? That's not it's not a fair deal. Mm -hmm. I want I want more. I want you to buy me out. And Marcus says, Okay, I'll write you a check for two hundred thousand then. Um, is that what he said? Two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah. I'll write you yes. two fifty. So he was gonna write him a hundred thousand dollars more, which would mean if he put hundred and fifty in at the beginning of the he business, nice he cashed out for a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, if the business was truly in business for three years, mm -hmm. I mean that's a that's Great a return. pretty darn good right. return. Yeah. 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 Um, so and then he on top of that, Marcus was saying that he it right. was a bit greedy because he was asking, Oh, for extra money that is Sunday. He's like, I just gave you your My buyout. son did computer work. Yeah, like my, I gave you your buyout. Like what are you doing? You're you're so you're trying to just get as much as you're trying to pick nitpick and ask for more and more and more. Right. You know, and that's 
We want to know what you guys at home think. Yeah, what do you Let us know what you think that. of the cab's uh, reaction to this We do deal. want to know. I want to, and, and if whether you whether you agree with the things that we've said or yeah. whether you take a total opposite stance, we'd love let to us hear know. from you. Absolutely, because uh, it's a fascinating point mm-hmm. that and how the buyout occurred. It, it didn't occur because then Marcus took it back. He, he pulled yeah. the deal back he, to the original. Pulled deal. the deal back to the original deal. Then they go. We'll move beyond that right now because we got so much to cover yeah. and so little time. Right. Uh, but then he goes as he often does. Once he gets the processes starting to look pretty good, mm-hmm. the product they uh, end up producing a product for a lower price. Yeah, for a lower price range. Uh, consumer. Consumer. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I consumed your words. <laughs> so um, he, for a lower price range consumer, and they go, and he brings them to true value. Brings it to the under to a nine distribution grand. network, a distribution yeah. network. Yeah, because yeah. that's the real customer. Right. If they can sell a true value, then mm-hmm. or, or multiple true values now, sure. they've got true value. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and they they manage to keep a lot of the craftsmanship intact. Right, so which they lowered the impressive. price point, which is yeah. absolutely amazing that to me. And it doesn't mean that they can't go back and do those specialty $30,000 gazebos for the elite customers. Right. It just makes it more affordable and, and when she says she mean, When she says elite, she means better human beings. No, I mean, you're a better <laughs> human rich, being, honey, you, you got deserve. Oh, tweet you got us now. Tweet us oh, tweet back us now. about that. You got now. That's a joke. The, the, more, the more wealthier uh, clientele, yeah. if they could still you know take those special orders but yeah, for the well, mass I mean, market. You, you could have catalogs at true value that say, hey, if you sure. want the the deeper product right. lines, yeah. check Contact, this out. Sure. People look at it and they go, wow. Right. Yeah. Because the those the, the, the thirty thousand, forty thousand really are stunning. Mm-hmm. And when you looked at the new gazebos Okay, yeah, I could see somebody buying that, but the other ones oh, were yeah. uh, to, mm-hmm. to die for. You want to drool over those. They're yeah. so good, yeah. Overall, a good episode, though. I enjoyed yeah. it. Okay, is that a wrap-up on your part? She wants to go on. She wants to talk to about episode 13. Turns. Okay, well, you know, 13 is an interesting number. They take the, they don't even have 13s. Mm-hmm. Uh, elevators. And elevators and all that stuff, but we're going to go on to 13, and and it was. We had some problems in episode 13, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot um, of problems. The, oh, the one other thing that we'll just cap off 12 with as we move beyond is Marcus thought that the worker, one of the workers, deserved a little bit more equity oh, than they were giving 5%. They moved him up to 10%. He started to clean up the relationships and stuff inside there. So we see some uh, thematic linkage with everything Marcus has done before in terms of cleaning up the uh, uh, relationships processes, uh, making a, squeezing out a better margin, and also rewarding the people that are working on a daily yeah. basis and making in, them in feel like opinion, part of the team. In my opinion, when yeah. you can take yeah. a young person at that stage of their career yeah. and motivate them, get them invested in the business, it will only pay dividends. Absolutely. Jack, Jack. I shed a tear. Well, I didn't shed a tear. Jack shed some tears. Jack shed some tears. And Jack, you deserve it. I think Jack was a hard worker, so I think this was a nice nice I think that's fantastic. I think that's really cool. And and I think he'll work doubly as hard. I don't think he's the type that's going to say, oh, I got it, now I'm going to go rest under the trees. Absolutely. You know know what spoke most to me in that episode Mm -hmm. was the fact that I had similar things with a business thing where I went in, and when it came time when my business partner said, hey, we're going to put money in, everything was the opposite of how that arrangement worked. Oh, it wasn't, really? yeah, it was like, I'm going oh. to stay inactive, but I'm going to take more and more and more. So it was like, it was fascinating to watch how the different dynamics were. And you know, it's all negotiation work. at the end of the day. This it is, is. It is. And, you know, I had a good friend of mine who said, uh, never play with sharks or be one. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't get the sense that Marcus is a shark in these, uh, you know, at least on TV. <laughs> he's just yeah. very business-minded, and very he business-minded. knows how to be strategic. He's, he's and yeah. he thinks long-term. Every mm-hmm. single decision he makes is always, always, always long-term. But shouldn't it always be right. for all of us long-term? One yeah, but think. everybody doesn't always think that way. And I think the shark mentality is actually asked for forgiveness not permission they just do things recklessly and right. they are sharks because they're sometimes more greedier and I they think, think it's, they, it's they competition think versus creativity competition you know and that uh, yeah. yeah absolutely it's part of that too it's like all those elements but i your friend whomever he was yeah whomever made, he a, was, made, yeah. made a really good point yeah. he made a really good point because i think yeah. if you're going to be a fair business person mm-hmm. it was that, actually a woman just to be clear that was dc cordova who was. said that to me yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> she. never play with sharks if you want and sometimes and but we still have to know that we're in the ocean and uh, so there's always those so we have to have the awareness that even if we that what do they say? Even if you don't uh, treat t- somebody in one way, doesn't mean that you know it's the lion's nature to take off the rose-colored go glasses. after the prey, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, people won't always treat you the way you want to be treated, uh, or the way that you would treat them mm-hmm. in yeah. business. So there's always needs to be that awareness. But I, I, that's why I, I like the character of Marcus. He shows up consistently. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we move into episode number thirteen. Thirteen point one. Thirteen point one. You know why I like this? Because I love lobster. <laughs> and I, I love lobster, lobster rolls. Yeah, you know, in, in Australia they we call it lobster. Uh, Get the lobster. I'm <laughs> definitely allergic to lobster. So no. anyone allergic? that wants to take me for dinner, please so don't bad. take me to a seafood restaurant. Okay, let me just state as we're going into this episode that Katerina is single. I'm single. Uh, so if you want to buy me dinner, please take me to a steakhouse. She's single. And Tweet us. <laughs> yes. And, and look... Uh, I was going to auction you off, oh, but I didn't goodness. know. Can I Can legally money take money charity? in California? We well, said it to charity. <laughs> I'll I was, was going to make some here. here yeah. I don't know if we can do that. I might there get myself go. in trouble. So That's a different I'm not, show. I'm not going to auction you off. That's a different but, show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So 13.1, don't take her for lobster. It's called Da Lobster. <laughs> and the Lobster is uh, it's a food uh, a food cart that's uh, and basically truck. has yeah it's a truck food truck food truck I just came back from New York they have them everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. food truck Chicago Illinois um, deal that ended up being made was two hundred and ten thousand for fifty one percent of the business is what he was mm. going to do or what he ended up what he put uh, out there to him mm-hmm. uh, you, what were your uh, your thoughts about this episode. I was disappointed. One, because it was a great product, and Chicago's my hometown, and Jay, the owner, was just, he just made some bad decisions. I think right. he was very immature in his thinking as a business person. He just made really bad decisions. See, I disagree he needed, with you. No. He needed, I think all that debt, he had over $400,000 in debt, and he was going to Close gonna to half crack, a million. Yes. And it's not like it's impossible, and no, Marcus is not the only person that can help you in the business world, mm-hmm. but I felt like the 51% is where he got caught up, and that was the ego that got in the way of him getting all and, the help and, okay, that he could have got I'll let you know Marcus. what I think. $400,000 worth of debt none of which was his. He had invested zero. He had borrowed money from his grandmother, from his father, from his brother, from his sister. And not only was he running the business into the ground for various reasons, he was also funding all of his personal expenses, going to the movies and hanging yeah, out at the restaurants. Through, now did you, you know, and, and which a lot of businesses do. Right, so he was, he was uh, crossing reckless. accounts and stuff. He was but reckless with his money. He was being disrespectful of somebody else's capital. 
Uh, there you go. And there, there's a, that's an interesting aspect of it. Let me ask you this. And that's why Marcus wanted the 51% so that he could control that. Right. Now, the the thing was, was that he, from the beginning, Marcus said he didn't have any skin in the game. And right. we'll hear that yes. a lot from investors. They want mm -hmm. people that have skin in the game so that they have something, something, something to, to lose. lose right? Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, that's what, uh, yes. Warren Buffett's philosophy, because a lot of business owners will give equity in the company simply for people uh, working there. Warren Buffett has a different philosophy where he says if they want equity, they should have skin in the game. They should buy that equity. I'll can, I can give them a bonus at the end of the year. And they if they choose the to store. purchase yeah, sure. shares, yeah. that's their choice. But that's um, based and they'd be on very smart to yeah, do that. And it's, yeah. and it's based on personality types too, right? right? Like Jay was not very responsible. He was right. actually very irresponsible and Marcus saw that. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't going to allow his investment to be used the same way everyone else, like his grandmother, his sister, and everyone else had invested in him. Jay would have took Marcus's money and probably went and went to Vegas to party with him. <laughs> right, Who exactly. knows? Who knows? Yeah. And so if I were Marcus, right. I would have asked for the exact same thing because I saw how 51% controlling interest. Absolutely. Now, what's interesting is Marcus says in every deal that he does now, and in season one, he wasn't doing it as much. Now it's, I have 100% control regardless. For a period of time, yes. For a period of the time, regardless of who has controlling interest in the company. That's mm -hmm. part of the deal right. that he makes. Uh, Jay here, didn't want to give that up. No, he didn't. Yeah, he, he didn't want to He needed to give it up to somebody because he was, he was not, he didn't show right. any examples of things that he had made decisions with that were working besides right. the fact that he picked to do the truck when the store closed and right, so he had it three was brick and mortar money. locations that were making so the truck uh, he had mentioned at one point made more in two hours at lunch time then the restaurants would make in a whole day mm -hmm. and the first question that pops up in everybody's mind is then why do you have brick and mortar locations that cost to have this right. whole overhead and all yeah. that why not close those down replicate it roll out more and food trucks that's probably what Marcus would have done yeah, right? exactly think he would have came done. in and he would have he would have totally shut down because the flagship store not the flagship store which was his initial store was still standing unfortunately right. the rent, the owner sold it to a real estate developer right that's right. why that got relinquished but at the end of the day Marcus was going to come in and he was going to get rid of those two other brick and mortar stores and just roll probably roll out trucks. more fleet of trucks. What like, did you I think, don't think that was yeah. bad? What did you think of Jay? Jay, the business owner? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you look at it and, and the way the show. See, this is the tough part for these poor people to go on the show, mm -hmm. and I did poor people. But mm -hmm. you got the cameras that go right. in, and it's like, okay, you, you're, you've been irresponsible here, 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 here. And, and for, for me, you look at it and you go, yeah, the guy's been irresponsible with other people's money. Uh, and uh, what are you going to do with that? We need to clean up the way that he spends that cash. Yeah, um, and he was running the uh, the two finances. You know, he's running mm -hmm. his finances through the thing. Does do either of you remember? Because I didn't catch this. Mm -hmm. Was he taking a, a salary? Was he drawing a salary yes, from the he business? Was. He, he was taking was everything about could. four grand a month. So that was yeah. in addition to his right. salary. Uh, so you couldn't call them legitimate business expenses because there were all these movies and stuff like that. And he's like, what are these movies about lobster? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are legitimate business expenses. That's not one of them. Yes. Um, so uh, now, depending on the type of corporation that he had, it could be he could still be taking it as a draw. Well, he, he was, lots he of, was yeah. cookie jarring, right? This is a pool right. of money that he was just taking yeah, he whenever was just he wanted taking, to. Uh, which, you know, depending on, once again, the type of corporation, how he does his accounting sure. and stuff is, is, is not necessarily is legal, illegal. Right. It's not, but not it's, illegal, um, but is it uh, an ethical is it good business to a degree? Yeah, I think to a certain extent, you have valid business expenses. Now, if Jay would have taken a trip to do research and how he could lower his expenses 
on his products. Mm-hmm. Like you right. take a, a trip to New England and you're right. trying to meet other vendors. That's legitimate. It's still yeah. entertainment. Not to say that you can't play while you're scuba work, diving in the right? Cayman Islands hey. to examine hey, lobster in their natural habitat. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go, go taste. That I'm gonna go taste ten other vendors' lobster rolls. I'll, I'll I go. mean, it's work, right? I, so overall, I, I what don't do have you, a problem with that. Yeah, because we do have uh, this other. Uh, we got to talk about Betty's. Yeah. Uh, I like the lobster because I liked the surprise element. For me, it was a surpri- it was different. a surprise yeah. that Marcus walked away. They got so in I thought that was cool. What do you and what do you think blew that deal? That's never happened in the profit history. Well, right, no, right, he's, he's right. had some no deals come through. Like he's yeah, he's, he's got um, he snatched them back, but they were literally the full episode. I don't think we've ever seen one half episode, half episode cut like in this. half like this. But you know right. what I like the yeah. way the way they transitioned the two episodes is he basically said, "I'm going to go work with somebody." That I think deserves my deserves time and effort. The time and effort. Yeah. What, what, what do you think was the breaking point for Marcus in this episode? Uh huh. His immaturity, Jay's immaturity, Jay's immaturity and, his, and his lack of being responsible lack and seeing resp- the big picture, and his inability to give up. Uh, his inability to be flexible. To yeah. be flexible right. within the deal that was structure a red flag. and to follow somebody. That, okay, I got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So we know that with those traits, that nothing's going to change. Pride and ego, and and Marcus said that in the end. Don't let that get in the way of your business and. No, to to everyone listening and watching. No, to listening. Don't uh, let that happen. Don't let your pride and ego get in the way. Do okay. you want the whole? Do you want the whole grape, or do you want a slice of that watermelon? Okay. You make the decision. You got it. You let what us know. Grape watermelon. <laughs> uh, I'm not thinking that. So moving. On. I was going. Where's he going with the grape? Do you want the whole grape, or do you want the the, the, the <laughs> wine? Metaphor. It was a metaphor. What's a metaphor? Anyway, but here we get to number thirteen two point two. So that was the interesting thing is seeing these episode guides thirteen point one thirteen. 13.2. Betty's Pie Hole. Now, yeah, that's an interesting name. Um, Betty's Pie Hole. So bad. Yeah. um, (laughs) This is in Encinitas, California. The deal uh, that uh, ended up uh, coming down was 75K for 25% of uh, Betty's uh, pie, pie hole. Um, <laughs> I had a hard time coming out. But uh, what, talk, talk to me a little bit. Uh, overall thoughts about this uh, portion of the episode. It was funny how um, Marcus wanted her to... He saw a weakness in her and how she wasn't organized at all. And he gave her that task and how he was like, okay, you make these new recipes and you write them down. And he showed up with... She had the new recipes, but they were all in her head. Like everyone... And he was trying to show her that in order to have your team help you help me help you help me mm-hmm. yeah. help me help you and so write this stuff down and be more organized and so that was like so he gave the a lesson. task mm-hmm. she didn't follow through on the task very well she wasn't a good listener not a very good listener <laughs> she had passion though passion. but i think to yeah. your point naina he was trying to rein her in which is why he went ahead and made her close the second venue yeah which, which was elizabethan desserts Mm-hmm. Right, they had nothing to do with each other. No consistency in branding. So no brand consistency. It was pulling her apart yeah. in terms of her time and ability to manage both stores. So he just right. said that one's done. Close that up, and I will offer you seventy-five k for twenty-five percent of your business. And, uh, you know, that's not uncommon. Also, there's a, a concept that I got from Brian Tracy called zero-based thinking. He said, knowing okay. knowing what I now know, mm-hmm. would I still do what I'm doing. Mm. And you get to a point like that in your business and knowing what you now know, will we still keep that one aspect of the mm-hmm. business open or that one aspect? And uh, Marcus comes in and says, we're going to get rid of that aspect. 
Yeah, it's it's hard. I think a lot of the business owners that come on this show have right. this. There's a balance between I want to be a successful in this business and I have this emotional connection. This love for the product. There's this yeah. too emotional connection to it, and which is why it was hard for her to pull away from that business. But I'm glad right. that Marcus got her to do that, which was which allowed her to be a smarter business person. I think two common right. threads between the two episodes for yes, episode please. 13, 13.1 and 13.2. Uh, one was focus. Mm -hmm. Both of them were lacking in focus, but also uh, pride, right? A lot of pride. And you saw it even with Betty. You saw it with Jay and it killed the deal. And uh, good luck to Jay, I think, because those restaurants are going to be hurting. Yeah, well, to Naina's point, before the love for the product, we hear that all the time that you have entrepreneurs that fall in love with the product so much. So was it was like the episode we did last week with the, on the, the or the week before on the dog food store mm-hmm. where she was so, uh, this is the one we didn't have you for. Mm-hmm. Um, we missed you. <laughs> but we, they talked about the dog food and they were so, they wanted to hold on to their yeah. philosophy around it so much, mm-hmm. even as even though it wasn't getting them ahead and even though it wouldn't make the ultimate impact that they wanted to. So falling in yeah. love with the product can be an issue oftentimes in the, right. the self-righteousness around yep. the passion. Yeah. We hold on to this idea. We want it to go that way, this great idea. But sometimes we need guidance in that mentorship to channel the energies to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you need flexibility well. in business. Passion yeah. versus obsessiveness. You can't obsess over something because when you need to let it go, like we're going to live and die with when we get, when we go, there's not going to be anything left. We're going. They're not going to figure us I out know. before. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how to calm myself <laughs> so I can stay forever. But that ain't working. But it, you hey. just, it's a, it's a, it's a very delicate balance once you you have to have passion in order to be successful in your business and right. have other people support you but you have to know how to allow your baby to grow it's like if you have kids you got to let them grow and go into the world and go to college and you know it has to flourish. especially if you start to bring in capital like a marcus or mm-hmm. if you bring in vc capital and you've got people mm-hmm. that have different ideas about how that growth is going to occur now you got people you got to work with and you got to negotiate yeah. she with she had a totally different of, yeah. attitude than jay had yeah which in terms of her investment in her business. Right. These are opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. What do you think? Uh, You think she was a better business person than Jay? No. I think she was a smarter business. There's better and and smarter is different to me because Jay had what I felt like just his ego just got in the way, which means you're not a smart, like you're not smart. She was smarter because she saw the big picture. She saw the big picture. What do you think? Better uh, business person? I, I no, I, did, I, I found them both to be lacking, to be a little bit weak. Right. But she did gain points because of her willingness to understand that she needs this support. Yeah, we should have, uh, you know that television show, Naked and Afraid? We should have survival <laughs> scores for these people. Right, you know, it's, it's Naked like and Afraid in business. We just came up with a new idea. It's called Naked the and Afraid in Business. All right. well, but they all the Apprentice on uh, Naked, the Naked we're gonna, Apprentice. We're going to get you a business synopsis here tomorrow. <laughs> Here's what we want you to do. We're at the top of the hour. So um, please uh, reach out to us. Join the conversation because we uh, we love to have an integrated experience. So reach out to us. Talk to us. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, leave some notes underneath the uh, episode guide. Tell us what you think. Any business insights, understandings yeah. you'd like to Tell us which episode you like the most out of mm-hmm. these three combined into two. Two.
Do it. We want to know. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Um, over here, uh, right. we've got our lovely co-host. Tell us where we yes, can get you. Thank Kareen. you for being with Katarina. us. Katarina. Katarina Kazayas at Katarina Kazayas, Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up. Thanks for being with us. Hit her up. She's single. And Naina Drake. I'm single too, but hey. <laughs> and Naina Drake. Naina Drake. NaenaDrake.com. Um, at Naina Drake on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. And Naina's a DJ, so you're both single. Ooh. She might uh, be, there might be some opportunity <laughs> between the two. Uh, okay, anyway. Chris, shut up. Um, uh, you can, I'm Chris Howard. You can <laughs> look at me like, shut, up, shut this guy up. You can reach me at Chris Howard Live. You can find me also at legendarylivingdaily.com uh, for daily tips, motivation, business uh, types of fun stuff, and legendarylivingtv.com for uh, YouTube. And uh, here at AfterBuzz TV, watch this. Yes. Also, remember, get the get the iPod, uh, the, the, the download. So download us on iTunes. It's the best place to, to hear this stuff all the time. Uh, much love. Yes. Over and out. We'll see, see you next, next week. week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.